You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The biggest question, of course, surrounding this game Sunday: How much is this going to out? Uh, how much will this outcome affect the AFC race? Isn't it kind of obvious or it's easy because this is like the exact same time they played them last year. To just be like, it won't matter. Bills beat them. They were up two games. They, uh, they still lost home field advantage. They still had to go to the road to Arrowhead. Um, but the way the AFC shaken up, I'm pretty sure that this game's for the bye week because we wouldn't have thought that going into it. But the reason why I think it might end up being that way. And look, it's not a hundred percent because there is a lot of time left in the season, but the reason why I think it's going to end up deciding it is the Bills division stinks, kind of like we thought. The Jets are a little bit better. The Dolphins have fallen off a little bit. but the the Jet, So maybe they're a little bit better, but it, the Bills are still the class of it. And the Chiefs are still the class of their division. And those other teams don't look as good. It feels like the team that's getting the bye this year is the Chiefs or the Bills. And if I think that those are the two teams who are getting the bye because the AFC South stinks, and I think the AFC North's kind of beat itself up, then I should think that this game's going to matter for home field. So for the rest of the AFC, I don't know if it'll have a major impact, but for the number one seed, I think it does. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, there's been some discussion this year as to are the Bills better than they were a season ago? I don't know. They're, they were top two in score, points scored and points allowed last year. Guess what? Top two in points scored and points allowed again this year. So you're kind of splitting hairs. They were one of the top two teams in the NFL last year. They're one of the top two teams in the NFL this year. I think moving forward, though, through, through the rest of the year, if you made me bet on one of these teams to say, not, not on Sunday, but for the following, what would that be? Uh, Nine weeks? Nine games? Yeah. Is that right? Or 10 games? Yeah, math checks out. Yeah. 10, 10 or 11. Games. Yeah, this will be this will be game. I can't remember now. Well, it's I not one. Yeah, I get bogged down in the numbers. Okay, <laughs> the rest no, of don't this, worry. Eleven X I'm, number. I'm more confident in the Bills the rest of the way than I am the Chiefs. That doesn't mean I think that the Bills are going to necessarily win or that the Chiefs can't win this game. The Bills are are they are more solid. They are more steady. We know who they are. We know what they do. There is less change from last year to this year. I know who the Bills are. They stumbled in the middle of last season. Then all of a sudden they found their run game and they started really hitting their strides heading into the postseason. I don't expect them to stumble. I don't expect this to be a six loss team like they were a season ago. I don't expect the Chiefs to either, but we've seen the Chiefs stumble already this year against the Colts, whereas the Bills, it still doesn't make sense that they lost that Dolphins game. You know, we still look back at that and say, how the hell did you end up losing that one? I know who had like a hundred yards and Josh Allen had like 500 by himself. (laughs) I know who they are as a team so that this game doesn't mean as much to them as it does the chiefs. Maybe, maybe I'll be proven wrong, 
but I just think they're the, I think they're a better team. It's easier to make the argument for the Bills being a better team than it is the Chiefs. So for the Chiefs specifically, I think you need to have this one. You need to have this edge over them because whether it's playoff seating or just the, you know, getting that, that at home game. Imagine what the Bills are thinking after having to go into Arrowhead. They're probably saying if we would have had that game in Buffalo, we would have won and we would have went to the AFC Championship. They're right, by the way. If that game is in Buffalo, they do win and they do go to the AFC Championship game. Which team is better in high pressure situations? Because I think it's on us. And so that's, uh, it's, no, it's that's fine. the go only ahead, reason go. I feel more confident is because like I think Nick or Cody, one of you said earlier, both Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes turn it on in big games, high pressure situations. But it just seems like we're able to find a way more so than the Bills and pull out a win. This is the one area that you can definitively say that the Chiefs are better at. The Bills, like, I, you can go back through the last two years. The Bills are not good in close games. They're good at blowing people out. They're good at kicking their ass, putting their foot to the ground, and beating teams up. When it gets close, their winning percentage stinks. And I think, I would say, it's Josh Allen, right? That's normally your indicator. It's the quarterback. It probably would logically be. But he was perfect in that close game they lost to the playoffs last year, and he was really good in that Miami game that they lost earlier this year. I think it's coaching. I think McDermott's just not that level of coach. Not that he's a bad coach. I just don't think he's that level of coach. How can you say that when every other week we have a a head-scratching late-game decision by Andy Reid, whether it's timeout management, when to go for it, when to kick, when to punt? We say that all the time, that Andy Reid's biggest bugaboo is that he's not good in late-game situations. I don't know how you could then say that's his advantage over Sean McDermott. Well, then explain to me why the Bills are bad in close games. In the Randomness. Randomness, that's why. Because late-game situations are not... Ne- if you're constantly in late games, if I give you a whole season of... of or excuse me, not late game. If, if I give you a whole season close of games. close games, which, by the way, look across the NFL... Watch Red Zone a on Sundays. Every single game is like a <laughs> game. But if you get in enough of those over the course of a year, if I said, okay, you're going to be in 10 one possession games with five minutes to go and you go two and 10. I, and then you, you tell me, okay, and by the way, next year, you're also or, or two and eight. Next year, you're going to have 10 more of those games. You're probably more likely to go eight and two next year than you are two and eight again. You're right. It could be coaching if you have the worst coach ever. If you have a coach who just makes every single mistake, but more often than not, it is randomness. It's when you get into coin flip situations, sometimes you'll get tails a lot. Sometimes you'll get heads a lot. But over the long haul, you give me a sample size, I go 50-50. Nick, they were 1-5 in five in close games last year. They're 1-1 one one in them this year, which means... I mean, they're 2-6 they're in, in their last one eight... In- Close games. Right, Cody, eight games is half of a season. That That's is a lot a, to me. It's not, no. though. It's not. No. How many games has Patrick Mahomes started in his career? You can't make know. conclusions based off eight games for anybody. What if I took what if I took Patrick like one eight? What if I took Patrick Mahomes' first eight games from last year and tried to make a, a sweeping conclusion about him? You'd call me an idiot. Like one an idiot. <laughs> yeah. You might. But like one in five, that sounds like an anomaly to me more than a trend. I glad I brought it up. 
Hey, look what you've done to us. We have driven us apart. <laughs> along, we, we used to get along. <laughs> we were friends once. Nick's come to my house. Right. <laughs> I haven't seen his new apartment yet, but that's just a matter of time. I can show you around if you'd like. Window over there. We'd love it to her. Oh. I'm going with a minimalist approach, as you guys can uh, see. Aren't we all, though? Yeah. I was the most boring background podcast ever. So I guess in the out. room that I have been recording these in, I'm behind a window because I'm still trying to kill that cricket that we joked about from like yes. three episodes ago. Cody has a cricket I thought cabin. it was dead. I killed one. I thought it was dead. And there's a new one. The constant enemy of the tap household. The re they reproduced. Apparently. Oh, no. I, don't, I don't know. It's a fucking nightmare. I'm but just lazy like and YouTube, haven't decorated. Yeah, I was going to say, you two just have nothing on your walls. There are things on my walls, I swear. I have a pile of pictures. <laughs> just I just like, have it hung up, yeah. I don't even have pictures. I don't, I don't know. Like, I've, I decorated the kitchen. There's just, like, a huge wall in my living room. Apartments are tough. You don't know how long you're going to be in them. It's not, right. it's, uh, you don't want to make it homey. Well, I mean, you probably want to, but. I just didn't care because I don't know how long I'm going to be in this apartment. Does your roommate yeah, also no. not care to decorate? I'm I'm the decorator, I guess, of the two. <laughs> not pulling your weight, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so my room is super cute and cozy. That's where I went all out. But yeah, all right, kind what of kind of, hold on. ran out of gas for the living room. Let's talk blanket texture. Fill, fill in blanket texture and then we can do our predictions. What's the, the pro blanket bed? Because this is going to judge whether it's as cozy as you say it is. The throw blanket on my bed? Yeah. Thank you so much for asking, Cody. It is a Pottery Barn Sherpa fleecy Ooh. blanket. Okay. That's strong. Can't <laughs> argue that. Nick. That's a very that's a very strong that's a very strong blanket. Thank you. All right. Are we ready to make our game predictions? I think there was so. no easy transition from throw blankets to predictions, but here we are. Let's so let's establish what Nick had established the last time. The Chiefs have played five games. All three of us, for all five of those games, have chosen the Chiefs to win. So we have selected the Chiefs 15 times in a row to win their game. Are we finally going to that truth? No. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We're split. Kayla, you said yes. So let, or no. You said, what's your score prediction? I'm going 38-35. We've hit 38 in the last two games with them. Bills 38 the first time. Chiefs 38 the second time. Let's go for a third time. Why not? Chiefs 38, Bills 35. Don't feel great about it, though. I can be the first to break it. I'm going uh -huh. to choose the Bills to win. Um, not by a lot. I still think the Chiefs cover, but I'm, I, it's hard because I think these teams are very, very even, but I don't think the Chiefs are yet playing at their peak, and I think the Bills might be very close to that. So I'm going to take the Bills 31-30. I think the game's very close. I think it's a final possession thing, but I'll give the Bills the edge this time. Okay, uh, I am also taking the Bills. Um, I think oh, this is this is the okay. Well, not only is it the best offense they faced, it's the best offense anyone's faced, or besides the Chiefs. But it's also the only team they've faced that's been at full strength offensively. I guess you could say the Raiders, but we don't really take the Raiders seriously. And they lost Darren Waller throughout that game. Um, I think this is the game the Chiefs defense gets exposed a little bit. Ooh. I just, I mean, maybe it's not being exposed. Maybe this is just what Josh Allen does to everyone and what the Bills yeah. do to everyone. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm worried about the Chiefs offensive line. I really yeah. am. Like, you've got two teams 
close to full strength. And in defensively, I know Bill, the Bills have lost some guys, but I just uh, I don't know how you slow down this passing attack. I don't know how you account for Josh Allen. I don't know how you account for one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. So I am taking the Bills, and I am taking them to cover in Arrowhead as well. I'm actually going to go. Wow. I'm going to go Bills 38, Chiefs 30. Well, now I feel better. Now I'm not the jerk. Even if, even if we're both wrong, Nick will have been more wrong. What's the total for this game? I have not looked at the actual Vegas total. Uh, I don't remember now. I'm sure it's the highest. If you're going to make me guess, it's the highest of the weekend, even though the Bills have the second lowest scoring defense in the NFL because, well, they're. Uh, it is 53 and a half. Ooh. I'm just, again, relying a lot on this game being at Arrowhead, Pat turning it on, and just playing out of his mind. Like we saw we the Arrowhead effect in this last game to exactly. effect we haven't seen in years. Here's, here's, I know we got to wrap, but like, here's one thing that has stuck with me over the past couple of weeks. And I believe it was after the Chargers game. And Pat had said that he gets so amped up. He gets so amped up playing an arrowhead, coming out of the tunnel. He's jumping, he's screaming, he's feeding off the crowd energy. Like he almost has to calm himself down in the first half. Like he he he'll go out in that first drive and be like, I'm I'm like, I just I'm not settled. I'm not my normal self. And if you go and look at his numbers, like he's actually better on the road, like statistically across the board, he is better on the road than he is at home. And I'm so I'm not saying that this is a negative, but now you're talking about that same aspect in the biggest game of the season. I just. There's part, I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to like say I've got a conspiracy theory here, but he said it and it's just kind of stuck with me over the past couple of games. And I sort of wonder like, will he eventually get to the point? It's not like he sucks at home by any means. <laughs> Game like this where the, the raise, the margin is, is rager thin. I do kind of think about that a little bit. All right. Well, we shall by the way, see. You you should gloat on Sunday if we're wrong. You need to take a huge victory lap. Well, I, I mean, I also need them to win because I said we would go five and one through the first six weeks. And that's true. So far, we're on track. <laughs> I need right, my record yeah, to wow. stand. I thought you were crazy when you predicted that, too. Well, I, what's crazy is the Colts being the loss, but hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully we Pull it out at Arrowhead on Sunday. We are going to be back with you guys immediately following the game. I'm sure there'll be lots to talk about no matter the outcome. So make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. I am Kayla Canaram. He is Cody Tapp. That is Nick Schwartz. This is It's Always Game Day in Kansas City, and we will be back with you on Sunday. Have a great weekend, everybody.